Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. It seems to me I've heard that song before. It's from an old familiar score. I know it well, that melody. With Youth Awareness Week being in April, we've been looking at depression. Depression is such a major problem in the lives of some of our teens, along with every other age group, really. And in our final part in this series, our specialist UND gives us proactive ways to help someone that we know who may be experiencing this. And also some very surprisingly easy ways to help alleviate our own feelings of depression and to detour off that highway that we may be on ourselves. It's okay for our lifetime to be depressed or to be angry. And when we have those normal fluctuations in mood, which is a, a study I did recently comparing normal fluctuations of you know, um, students, postgraduate students, and what is depression, it's okay to have these fluctuations. But if we feel that other people you know, own information about ourselves, we might be worried that they're thinking or you know, we might automatically assume that it's depression or feeling suicidal and it's just a normal fluctuation in mood that we have. So the point I'm getting to in that, Chris, is it's important that people own their own information best we can. So when I'm working with people, obviously I have an obligation under the Mental Health Act that you know confidentiality is not so much an issue. It is an issue, but you know I have some leeway with that. And I often say to staff, confidentiality doesn't necessarily apply, but discretion certainly does. Right. The Mental Health Act is very clear about what we can and can't reveal and who to, but obviously we've got to get the best and most accurate information we can. Yeah. So how I get around this with, with relatives and friends is agree on who you can talk to about it. So if you're sitting there saying, that, look, I don't know what to do, mate, but I think you need help, make sure that someone's following up, but make sure that's agreed upon. Say, look, can I talk to your GP about it or can I talk to your mum or dad or your brother or your sister yeah. or your wife or husband or partner or whatever it might be, someone about it, and agree to that. And if they say no, then, you know, so be it, that, that's fine. But Do you have to respect their no if they say, no, I don't want you to talk to anyone? Well, myself working in mental health, the answer is no. So for workers, you don't necessarily have to respect that if there's a risk. And I think that um, what I would advise is calling a professional if you're unsure. If someone said no, there are various lines that you can call. You could potentially ring up your local psychiatric triage number and they're around Australia. So if someone says no and you're unsure, I'd seek further information about it. What I would say, if you get the sense that something's imminent, so someone's saying, I have a plan and I'm going to do something or I am doing X, Y and Z, call triple O. Yeah. <laughs> call an ambulance, call the police, call a professional and they can sort it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's better to call. Um, and for them not to be needed, then not call and then be needed. That's but right. be very, very sensitive about the information. What can people do if they're feeling depressed or suicidal themselves? Sure. Look, I think for people themselves, for depression, you know, if it's a kind of a one that's been going on a while and suicide risk isn't so much there, I know it sounds simple, but try changing some habits. So I often say to people, what did you used to do when you weren't depressed? And this isn't rocket science, Chris. It's a great idea looking at it that way. So simple yet so profound. Yeah, what would you do if you're not depressed? Or what did you used to do when you're not depressed? Oh, well, I used to go to the movies. I used to do X, Y, and Z. I used to do this and that. So try and do those things again. And look, Chris, obviously where, you know, things can be more complex, which we'll get onto in a moment. Like, you know, there's grief and loss and you might be, um, it might be health reasons that has caused a depression or, you know, loss of a relative or a loved one, which means that you can't necessarily do those old things again. But there's other things that you can do potentially as well. I often give this very simple example. 
which is walking and walking groups, have been shown to have magnificent results really? in treating some forms of depression. In some cases, they've been shown to be better antidepressants. Wow. Um, so I think it's good to join groups of interest or get out and enjoy activity and things like that because it can be so overwhelming when you're in that depression, Chris, to go out and go for a big, long walk. I often say to people, baby steps, one step at a time. Go outside and put your runners on and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Once you've got your runners on, usually you'll walk to the end of the street. You know, if you walk to the end of the street and back, fantastic. That's five minutes outside. That's better than nothing. But I can almost guarantee that 90% of the time, once you get to the end of the street, you'll feel like walking around the block. Really? So I often say to people, baby steps. It's great to get out and walk around or do some activity if you're in a position to do so. So do that. You know, reconnect with a supportive friendship network or talk with a trusted friend. You might know someone that's been through something similar and you might think, they seem to have managed themselves really well. What's their secret? What are they doing? And talk to them about it. Or you might be someone that's been through something similar and you can see that there's someone struggling and maybe you could offer advice and be proactive that way. But be careful not to assume that your circumstances are exactly the same because Mm. it's never the same. Tell me, does a walking group work because it takes your mind off where you are? Look, there's many theories. One is um, there's the, the social impact that you're meeting with other people and talking and, you know, hi and how you're doing and having a good time. There's biochemical reasons as well, endorphins and things like that. There's the fact that you feel better too. If your body feels a little bit better, you feel a little bit better. And it's interesting, there was a study, I think about a year ago, on a cardiac rehabilitation group and, and um, having a heart attack or something like that is a real risk factor for depression, so much so that there's the um, cardiac depression inventory, which is a depression scale for people that have had heart attacks, for example. Um, and there was a study done where walking on an exercise machine, on a walking machine, interacting with others versus a group where they weren't, and they showed that those that were doing the exercise in a group of supportive people were less inclined to get depression. Wow. So activity is really good for depression, Chris, in many different ways and for many different reasons. Great. But I think if it's getting complex, you should see your GP. They might arrange counselling or they might arrange some medication, for example. Medication might help get you out of that hole. And look, medications can take a little while to take effect. Antidepressants can take a few weeks sometimes. Sometimes they may not work. Sometimes they can make you feel worse. Like all medications, Chris, um, there are side effects. So some might mean that you're feeling nauseous or vomiting and things like that, libido. It's worth keeping in close contact with your GP because there are lots and lots of antidepressants and lots and lots of different doses, Chris. So it's worth persevering with. It's also there's funding to see psychologists, private psychologists um, for a short amount of time. Um, you could look at your local community health centre. Often there's waiting lists, but you can speak with the duty worker there and they could either link you into counselling there or there's many different groups there and you might just join a group at your local community health centre. They are wonderful. A message that's coming through to me from what you're saying is basically if you are feeling depression, don't be alone. Oh, absolutely. Don't be alone. Don't keep it hidden and don't be ashamed. Uh, You know, some really important things to be wary of. There's some wonderful people in the world, Chris, that want to help. Professionals, you know, I often say to people, oh, the professionals, they're paid to be here, but they work in that area, Chris, because they have a passion for what they do and they care about people. I know each word because of her that song before the lyrics said forever. Forevermore's a memory 
It's interesting how Ewan reminded us that professionals who work in this field are there because they want to help. They care about people. I'm reminded about in antiquity of Jesus, why he came, how much he loved us, how much he wanted to help us, and as he was hanging from the cross, bloodied, beaten, stabbed with a spear, the ancient scriptures recorded how he cried out to God saying, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio.